Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Chris Bartlett. And I'm Matt Rice, and we hope to provide a moment of sanity during a busy week of ministry. We've both worked in ministry for over 18 years and seen just about everything. And as damaged as we are, we're ready to dive into and bring light to the hurts, hopes, and hungers that every ministry has. Minister has. You are so distracting, Chris. Why are you distracting us? Do you see how cool this is? I told you I would blow your mind this week. (laughs) Amazing. Boom. Today, we have a very special guest, Michael, and I can never pronounce your last name, Marshawn yeah. from Project YM. He is, uh, he's here joining us today. You are, are spot on on that pronunciation. Nice. Well done, I sir. Win. That's well two done. wins for the day for me. So are you going to tell people who Michael is, or is he going to tell people who he is? Oh, okay. Yeah. Michael is a, a founder or co-founder of Project YM. He is a ministry leader extraordinaire who also shares a passion for pouring into those that pour into others. And uh, he also is uh, a creative in a number of different ways. And there's so many different projects. I don't think we have enough time on our show to, uh, to do that. But we are going to dream together on collaboration today. So, Michael, tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, so I am originally from the great nation of Texas. Got my ministry start in parish ministry um, and just sort of got blessed to be at a parish that had three full-time youth workers. And so we were creating all of our own content and just giving it away for the sake of the kingdom. And we sort of built a following and ended up partnering with um, a couple of other really cool youth ministers to launch this thing called Project YM, really just to train, support, and love Catholic youth ministers because it's just a, a lonely job sometimes, a lonely ministry. And so I really just wanted to figure out how we support them. And so we are now based out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, the beautiful Chattanooga. And we just get to spend time with thousands of youth ministers every week, just loving them, serving them, making them better at what they do, and just happier. Yeah, awesome. And was it Magnolia, Texas, where you started? Um, so I lived in Magnolia, Texas for... That's right. Um, about 18 months, and then I realized the fact that I had to drive past Cal's every day um, and it was far too country for this city boy um, <laughs> to live there. So, Gotcha. Yeah, you, uh, you and I met, I think, what, 10 years ago at poker? Yes, I did, we did. Was that, was that during your first youth ministry job? or No, so I had done ministry in Houston, and then I ended up taking a job out in Atlanta. Had an amazing, amazing place. That's where we had three youth ministers, and we built a program really from what used to be a confirmation requirement. They had like 120 kids in confirmation, but it was 120 different kids every year. Um, And so we took that model and just threw away requirements because I am against that world. And we built a a small group program that had 350 young people um, in small groups every single week. And then the pastor came in and fired the other two youth ministers, cut my budget by 75%, and our program went down the toilet. And so, like, in frustration of ministry life, um, when I left there, I sought out a non-ministry job. Gotcha. Um, and so, I ended up working um, for those guys over at eCatholic. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, and so, that's what that's brought me out there. to College Station. Um, but I lived in Magnolia while I was doing that. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, yeah. Cool. Brilliant. Well, we want to talk about uh, collaboration. One thing that's taking place is the National Catholic Youth Conference um, this fall. And you are uh, helping with a booth, and you've collaborated with two other ministries, Why Disciple and Ablaze Ministries. And basically, what you guys all do is pour into ministry leaders in a variety of different ways. And I, I sat there, and I was looking, and I was like, uh, that seems like uh, you're partnering with your competitors. Why would you collaborate with your competitors? 
Yeah, uh, we're basically just going to have a big mud wrestling pit, and whoever <laughs> wins um, gets all of the customers. That's the plan. Okay, there it is. All yeah. the ministries have to then join that ministry in, in every Because <laughs> you only need one ministry. One ministry to rule them all. Yeah. It's an amoeba-style um, <laughs> program. Uh, no, but for us, like we really do believe that our goal is to make things better for youth workers. We're really trying to help youth workers um, be more successful and thrive in their ministry. And the realization that we are good at some some good things, some important things, but we're not the best at everything. And so if we can find ways to collaborate with other people that have the the goal of moving ministry forward and the goal of just serving youth workers, um, that's a win. I was one of the parishes that was like a pilot program for Why Disciple and just fell in love with that model of ministry. Um, and just being able to see the kind of stuff that they've been able to do and see the growth that they've experienced um, as they've kind of gone through some ups and downs of, of trying to figure out their place. Um, it's, they're just an exciting ministry to work with, and they put really youth workers at the forefront of what they do. Um, the same with you guys. Like Our goal was really how do we partner with people who are really putting youth ministry leaders at the forefront of what they do. Like They're so often an afterthought in parish ministry. Like To be partnering with you guys who are really about just setting them up for wins is really just a huge thing for us. And like, look, NCYC is 25,000 teenagers. Like, It's not an adult uh, conference. It's not an adult ministry. And so what we're doing at NCYC is just making life better for those adults who are there in the chaos of 25,000 teenagers. And so we're just trying to love them and serve them. I'm not trying to sell anything. So there's no no competition and, and at all. Really, like we're just there to love and serve adult leaders. Wonderful. Now, yeah. Go yeah, I was ahead, say, so did you like did, explain the purpose of the booth, like what we're doing there? We've been longtime collaborators with the National Federation for Catholic Youth Ministry, which is who puts on um, NCYC. And so every year, um, we're able to do some really cool, innovative things in that exhibit space. Um, we've done everything from building ginormous ball pits to last year we did, like, you know, those like I spy games where you like have a bunch of stuff inside a tube and you flip them over like we did life-size ones you can climb in um, and so like we've done a lot of really innovative things but what we thought about this year was the realization that everyone else is trying to serve teenagers and we love teenagers I mean we're very pro teenager but everyone else there is trying to serve teenagers and NCYC is filled with adults who this is probably the first time they've ever done anything like this because you have parishes across the country who are like begging and pleading with people to please like give up your weekend and take some vacation days to go hang out with a bunch of teenagers, often to ride on like an 18 hour bus ride. Yeah, insanity. Yeah. And so, you know, so, there's like, not just, normally people chomping at the bit <laughs> to sign up for that. Sure. And if you were to like just guesstimate how many adults that is, so 25,000 students, if you had to estimate how many adults are there, would you guess at least 2,500? Yeah, I would say more than that because most dioceses are on the eight to one ratio for an overnight event. So that's like four thousand. Or that's terrible math, um, <laughs> but that's that's like three thousand adults plus um, all the other clergy that's there and all the other people who are not as- attached to individual parish ministries or to diocesan ministries. So yeah, so there's two, three, maybe even four thousand adults. And so last time we went like I think the bare minimum of serving them. And we just provided them with resources for conversations with their teenagers. Because, again, you have all these adults who have never 
been a volunteer, let alone a small group leader. And so we were just trying to equip them. And so this year, um, we decided to take it a little further. And so we're just trying to provide an oasis in the chaos of 25,000 teenagers where we can just serve adults um, in a very human way. So you know, giving them coffee, giving them comfortable chairs to sit in, and really just serving them and figuring out how we can make their weekend a little better, um, even if it's just to take a nap, really. So you've been to this conference before, like out of all of the booths, how many of them are geared towards the adults and how many of them are oriented towards youth? There are a good number oriented towards the adults, but all the adult oriented booths are just there to sell them things. Yep. Um, Uh Books, curriculum, t-shirt, like it's just, it's a bunch of people selling stuff, which is fine. Like I, no problem that sell whatever you want. Um, But there's nobody who is there like, actively serving those adults um at least not as their primary right like there's a lot of people who are doing all kinds of things maybe because i want your email address um but like really like our goal is how do we just how do we just serve you and love you um and partner with other organizations that have that same goal um when we first started doing ncyc we thought we were going to do it to make money like we really did um for our first couple years we were that booth that teenagers would go to and buy a bunch of blinky things and like bling and and you know, you sell a bunch of it because teenagers love that stuff. And I can buy it at Oriental <laughs> Trading for 10 cents. Um, and so, like, it was profitable for us from a financial perspective. But we sort of made the realization that this has nothing to do with what we do. Um, and so maybe we are able to pay for our trip to come here, which is great and awesome because, you know, ministry, there's no money. But we, we made this realization that, look, if we're going to spend time here, if we're going to put our flag down here, we really want to be doing something that's actually true to why we got into ministry. That's wonderful. So in the collaboration piece, I want to go back to you are partnering with the National Federation of Catholic Youth Ministry, right? And that that's not without some scandal, I believe. Like, I, I think that there's some people, especially in the more conservative arm of uh, the Catholic communities, that are, uh, to a degree, have taken issue with some of the things the Federation has done and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and I've seen in my history in youth ministry, people withdraw from the Federation because of that. And you guys have chosen, well, why don't we collaborate instead and lean in? And so why, why did you make that choice in the midst of, I, I hate to say it this way, but in the midst of some of the politics surrounding the National Federation? I, I mean, I think that anytime you have a large organization, you're going to have detractors, right? So anytime you have something big, there's going to be people who, who disagree with what they're doing. And truthfully, we don't love everything that the Federation does, but we decided a long time ago that rather than sit around and complain from the outside, which is what a lot of people do, that if we actually want change to happen, it would need to happen from us working alongside them. And for better or worse, the National Federation for Catholic Youth Ministry is the official arm for youth ministry from the United States Conference of Bishops. And so it's the bishop's way of making sure youth ministry gets done. So it's not going away, right? Like it's not gonna, it's not going away. And so to try to fight a battle against them from the outside is crazy. Instead, let's collaborate and let's take the things that they do really well because there's a lot about the Federation that they do really well. Amen. And let's work with them on some of the things where maybe they're falling short because the Federation, it's, it's called a Federation for a reason because it's not an organization that's led from the top. It's an organization that's led by the members. And so if we can be one of those members, if we can have a seat at the table, to help drive the field of Catholic youth ministry forward, 
that's a win. Why would we not take that seat? As a principle, if you as a ministry leader see a parish uh, next next door to you or down the street or across town that's struggling in certain ways, sometimes we withdraw. Oh, I don't want to be associated with that ministry or that pastor's attitude towards X, Y, or Z. And we, we withdraw. And I want to encourage uh, you guys to think about what would it look like to collaborate? Right? What does it look like to collaborate with the parish or the ministry across town in order to make ministry for your demographic that you're serving, whether it be youth or uncatechized or whatever it is, better? Because if they're winning, you're winning. And if they're losing, you're also losing. So why not help each other out? Matt? Yeah, and even within a, a parish, if you are someone who's, let's just say you're a, a parishioner, but you see something in your parish that is awry, something that needs to be fixed. A lot of times people will leave that parish, go somewhere else and complain about what was happening over there where you like, obviously you've got some leadership desires or something in you. Cause you see something wrong and you want to fix it. Well, stay in your parish and fix it from the inside out. If you can, you know, instead of leaving and complaining, stay there and, and do something about it. Yeah, we've, we've created a very consumer culture where we're, we're looking for the biggest and flashiest thing. And so we're comparing against one another. And I think a lot of that, and I, I can't speak for all over the country, but in places like Houston, which is where I've done a lot of ministry, where there's a lot of, lot of parishes, a lot of big parishes, one of the things people are constantly shopping for is confirmation, right? Like, right. I want to know what your program looks like, and I want to know what their program looks like, and I'm going to pick not necessarily the better one. Normally, it's, I'm going to pick the easiest, quickest one. Uh-huh. Path of least resistance. Yep. You know, and so when we have that mentality, like I was at a parish and the, the parish next door to us, um, you know, the year before confirmed like 20 students. And then the diocese decided that it needed to be a two-year confirmation program for some ridiculous reason. And the parish next to us, their pastor said, nope, we're just doing a year. And so that next year... When every other parish went to a two-year program, that parish that used to have 20 students in confirmation had over 200. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. You just change, you just lower your expectations and then you like multiply your ministry by 10. That's stupid. We're instead like, let's all get together. Let's build a program that actually serves young people. And let's commit to like, hey, we're all going to do it together. And we're all going to advocate for all the other parishes so that everyone is you know, moving forward, right? You know, we're rising all the ships together instead of yes. one taking the lead. So what have been some of the challenges in collaboration that you've seen, at least uh, parishes or uh, organizations, um, resistance? I, I, talk to us about that. Unfortunately, like in parishes, the biggest hurdle is normally the pastor. Like there's a lot of parish-led ministries where the pastor is or or business administrator whoever's leading the charge of the parish is so concerned with things happening on their campus and is so concerned with things that are happening under their name that collaboration isn't possible right so we're in a part of the country right now here in chattanooga where it's a lot of pretty small parishes and a lot of pretty small ministry programs relative to most of the other country Um, but there's a lot of parishes here who aren't able to collaborate fully because their pastor wants ministry to exist in his idea, right, of we're going to have a room on our campus where those seven students are going to meet and we're going to make sure that happens instead of realizing that, hey, look, we're five minutes from another parish. What if we combined and we had 20 kids doing ministry together instead of seven? And so 
just getting past this 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 mindset that it has to happen on our campus um, and really look at some more citywide stuff. Like part of our vision here in Chattanooga is how do we just bring people together on a regular basis. And so we do monthly training for all the youth ministers and all their youth ministry leaders here in Chattanooga. That's citywide, right? That's everybody from all the different parishes because we believe not only can we can we provide excellent training for them, we can provide community for them. But if we can get everybody bought into the same vision and as a, as a city and here in China, moving forward in the same vision and we're collaborating well, um, it makes that way easier when we start trying to do bigger uh, things to reach more students. Like we, we lean a lot into, you know, Jesus because that's why we do what we do. And when Jesus gave us the commission to go out and spread the gospel, he didn't say, hey, look, but only on your parish grounds or only in your parish boundary, right? He gave us the gospel to bring to the ends of the earth, but yet we've sort of siloed ourselves. Can you imagine going into a high school? Because most high schools have uh, two or maybe even three parish boundaries that uh, that feed into it, going into high school and saying, hey, everyone who lives south of the interstate, come over here so I can share with you about Jesus. Everyone else, you guys need to go over to St. Alfonso's to be able to hear about Jesus or whatever. And St. Alfonso's is a pizza place, and so everyone goes to St. Alfonso's. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but the, 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 the idea of people feeling threatened or kind of wanting it to be on their own turf, like to push back against that, I think we should all be proud of the ministry that we do. To want to take control of the totality of the branding and the location and all of that, I think it's neat to be able to say, we are serving the teens, and when I say we, I mean all Catholic ministers in our area are surging towards serving the teens, and then we can be proud of it in that area, right? There's still a sense of we can be proud of ministry even if others are collaborating with it. Absolutely. And supporting ministry that's being done elsewhere, even if it's not your flavor, right? Like, there are things that happen here in Chattanooga that our ministry leaders are doing that are not the way I would do it, like that are just... They're just not the way I would do it. But we've decided that we're going to be supportive. We're going to be present, right? So one of our other, one of our parishes um, did a fundraiser. And so we drove out to that fundraiser. Like I had no benefit of being at that fundraiser, right? There's a couple of parishes that are doing a retreat this weekend um, that I'm not involved in, but I'm going to go make an appearance to show my support because we want them to understand we're in this together. Sure. Even if you're doing things separate, we're still in this together and we're here to support you um, in whatever way we can. That's awesome. I've, I've seen youth ministers and I don't know, there's, I think they struggle with this idea or ministry leaders struggle with this idea of parish identity, you know, so this is our parish. This is, and I want you to be a member of our parish. And, and sometimes it's at the, um, I guess, sacrifice or whatever, there's a better word for that um, of the wider church like the, being a member of the wider church. They're much more focused on their parish, their church, and making sure that their kids go to their youth ministry stuff, that their money goes to their parish and, and all of that. And they don't think about the wider church and, and serving the wider church or even reaching the wider church because they're taking care of their own. So there's a, a benefit to that because you have a parish identity. You want that, but then you also have to balance that with, the church is bigger than our our boundaries, you know, and what does it mean for me to be a member of the worldwide, you know, Catholic church? What does that mean? And it's, it's especially true when you look at Catholic schools, right? So there is, there is a lot of battle that happens between parish ministry and Catholic schools. 
Um, and so to look at schools that are that are really invested in building an identity as a school, which is great. Like I, I appreciate that. I went to a, a Jesuit high school. I'm all for you know that like identity. But what ends up happening is you have teenagers who have just through osmosis like picked up this identity in opposition to a parish identity. And so it's why you get pushback when, oh, why don't you come to the, the youth program at your parish? Oh, well, I go to so-and-so Catholic school, right? So I don't need to go to that. Like that's just for kids who aren't in that school. And so to find ways that we're collaborating and truthfully, a lot of times parish youth ministers blame the school, but how often are the parish youth ministers taking a step out to go to the school, right? Like yeah. rather than just pulling the finger and saying, hey, they don't want to collaborate with us, just go there like and really be be willing to serve with no ulterior motive like to be able to say hey look hey i know you guys are having this this dance this weekend homecoming dance or whatever um do you need chaperones do you need do you need somebody to pick up trash like do you need somebody to run the concession stand at the football game like just being willing to say hey look i'm not in this to build my ministry i'm in this to support you because we're in this game together yeah i've never met a catholic campus minister right who has said, no, 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 I don't want my kids to be successful in their parishes. Every single one is like, I know, and some of them struggle to go to Mass on Sundays because we have Mass on Wednesdays here, and I'm wrestling with that. How can we partner to solve these these issues? Because they're seeing the same things that we see, but they see it five days a week instead of one day a week. And so it, it partner with your Catholic campus ministers like at, at the Catholic school. That's vital. And campus ministers are lonely, right? Like, there, there. As much as there's not community among youth ministers, there's even less community among campus ministers. And so, to really be willing to reach out to them um, and include them in whatever else you're doing is, goes a long way. So, in regards to the parish and the parish boundaries, I wanted to maybe give a little pushback or maybe give a little perspective. Like, if your parish is strapped for resources, it's probably not possible for it to welcome the registered parishioners from every other parish to your parish to be served necessarily without some also budgetary collaboration. So I know that there's a lot of uh, parishes that are concerned about that in the church right now. There's a little tightening of the belt budgetary wise uh, because of some of the scandal and some of withdrawn, uh, decreased um, tithing all across the board. And that's all denominations. Yay, frugality. I just want to acknowledge that collaboration does not have to cost anything. Like there are, there are ministry leaders that email me and say, hey, what do you do for your volunteer training or what type of handbook do you hand them? And I'm able to go to my computer, pull up the file and email it to them and say, this is what has worked. This section here is how I talk about this. And then it's taken me five to 15 minutes, maybe a phone call to follow up so that they're empowered and equipped to use what's worked well for us. And then I always, always encourage them, adapt it to the needs of your community. Right, because what you're doing at your parish might not be a turnkey solution for what they're doing at their parish, but aspects of it could inspire greatness to meet the needs of their community. But Chris, as a you know Catholic speaker who and a youth minister who needs a second income, you just lost the chance to sell what you do. To oh, to sell what I do. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. like what mentality is behind that that allows you to do that? A stewardship mentality, right? Because I, believe it or not, Matt, I'm not that good, right? <laughs> like, the only reason I'm that good is because God gives me gifts. And stewarding those gifts means making them available to the people he gave them to me for. 
And so I'm a dispensary, right? That is my goal, is to be able to share those gifts. And there's times where sharing those gifts requires uh, more one-on-one and maybe bigger time demands in regards to the Catholic speaking and things like that. I really do look at it, if it's going to be something that takes me away from my family uh, for for a time and, and things of that nature, then yeah then I, I need to be able to, you know, compensate there. And, and value add and value received is important. But in regards to it, like, yeah, Next Level Ministry, our website has all sorts of blogs and resources that are free. There's not like a, a you know, a thing to where it's like, give it, we're not nickel and diamond people yeah. to save yeah. souls. And I well, think and that every every ministry that I've seen pop up in the last uh, five, ten years has that same mentality. Well, and it's that, that God of abundance. I mean, we have an abundant mentality with regards to, ministry to be done. And that's why that's what's behind all this partnership that we've talked about for the booth is we aren't, I mean, even if we are in competition, that doesn't mean that there's not enough to go around in a way. And, you know, we believe that by giving away stuff for free, like they are going to be blessed. We are going to be blessed. This is, that's just how our God works. And really that's how Project YM started. Like Project YM started just giving stuff away, right? And we, we do so much free stuff because we believe in investing in youth workers. But just from a business perspective, look, if I can make youth ministers in the Catholic Church more successful and thriving in their ministry, they're going to then be able to have a budget and be looking long-term for spending, right? So like our ability to just raise the field and push the field forward only pays dividends in the long-term. And let's be honest, it makes ministry better. And so if we are working with youth ministers who are more effectively reaching young people, then when they go to their pastor and say, hey, I need $100 for this thing, or I need $500 to go to this event or whatever, right? if they're already doing effective ministry, it's a way easier sell, especially if they're asking for the money to support a ministry that's been supporting them. Right. So let's invest in each other, and then the parishes will invest in the ministry as it continues to grow and thrive. Hashtag Thrivers Wanted. <laughs> so, great. I, I know this week uh, our episode talked a lot about uh, youth ministry in regards to the example uh, that, that we used for collaboration, but I want to let you guys know the goal is to inspire collaboration. What would be one challenge you'd want to do for a listener, a ministry leader out there who uh, who's like, okay, what's my next step for collaboration, Michael? I think your next step is to call whatever parish is next to you, whatever, like, the closest parish to you and just start building a relationship with that youth minister, right? Like if we just had youth ministers that loved each other, then collaboration would happen naturally. Mm. And so I would just say this week, reach out to somebody, go to coffee, go out to lunch and just start building that relationship. Amen. And you can do the same thing if you're the DRE, the RCIA coordinator, whatever. The pastor. Um, Yeah. If you're the pastor, like spend time with the other pastors. Yeah. Good. Well, Michael, tell us, uh, how can people find you? How can people learn more about Project YM? Absolutely. So Project YM exists to serve youth workers, and we do that through three main ways. Um, the most popular, we run the Catholic Youth Ministry Discussion Group. And um, so if you're not part of that Facebook community, where almost 6,000 Catholic youth ministers are collaborating every single day, uh, make sure you go check that out. You can go to projectym.com group. Um, to be there. Um, we also run a blog that's got thousands of articles and resources at projectym.com. And then my favorite thing we do, we run an online membership community that really just accompanies and supports youth workers um, in a community 
setting. Um, and you can find out more about that at thriverswanted.com. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, we're going to continue the conversation online. You can check it out at uh, Catholic Youth Ministry Discussion Board, but also uh, search MLA Podcast, and you'll find our uh, our community in regards to uh, the close Facebook group where we just pour into each other and collaborate with each other. Thanks for joining us today. Please send us more feedback, MLA at ablazeyouth.us. I got it right this time, Matt. Good job. And all of you that are going to NCYC this year, make sure and stop by the booth and just kick your feet up, take a load off and relax. And here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, go alone. And if you want to go far, we go together. So take some time this week to pray for other ministry leaders and talk to other ministry leaders. Have a cup (laughs) of coffee with them. We will see you guys next week on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. And God bless you.